Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Annotate Podcast, Season 6, Episode 14 and a Half. I am your usual host, Proton Storm, and with me today, I have Wright Zeno. Heyo. That's my pizza. Heyo. And our, our good friend of the cast, Gugsy, decided to drop in today. Heyo. How you doing, Gugsy? Oh, my gosh, Proton. I, I am devastated by the news you're about to tell us. I know it is devastating because um, for for those of you who have listened to this podcast for many years, maybe you grew up with this podcast as wee babes. Um, I have been uh, a host of the podcast since season two. I guess I was on a couple of episodes in season one, um, but I've got to switch focus. I'm entering like a master's program right now, and so I need to focus a little bit more in academics and recording these in the weekends, you know, is a decent chunk of time. So I'm going to be stepping away from my usual hosting responsibilities. And there will be a little bit of shuffling in terms of who appears on the Annotate podcast moving forward. And there'll be more info on that in future episodes, or at the very least, like you'll just maybe hear different people. Uh, but just as a heads up, this might be the last time that I'm on the podcast for the foreseeable future. And let me just clarify that my devastation is more that I'm devastated that this podcast is going to improve with your absence. Why does that devastate you? Oh my god, I can't, be- I can't believe after all this time. We're, fi- we're, finally gonna- we're finally gonna get a better host. I kid, I kid. Yeah. You're, uh, we get the, you get the lovely host, uh, good old Requiem, right? Yeah, I don't yes. know about better, but we'll see. <laughs> On that anyway. note, Today's episode will be about the. It's, we're going to preview the anime from the upcoming fall 2021 season. So, for those of you who have listened to this podcast for a while, another thing that you might be familiar with is that usually in the weeks leading up to the new season of anime, we tend to go through and look at all the upcoming anime and give our first impressions slash if we've read the source material our informed impressions and we try to decide what looks good what looks bad and just kind of like give a preview of the upcoming season and so if you're interested in following along with us we go to anachart.net slash fall hyphen 2022 or sorry 2021 um and then if you go to that url and you're looking at the fall 2021 list you sort it alphabetically and you set the names to the english titles And as long as you have that, that's the exact order that we will be going in. And so you can follow along if you want to. But if not, uh, we will read the summaries for each of the shows. So you don't need to follow along to understand what we're talking about. So are we all good to get started then? Yep. Let's begin with some numerals. So first up is 86, 86 part two. The second core of 86, 86, Gugsy's favorite name. (laughs) They, they literally put the numbers and then a colon and then they spell out the numbers because apparently we're all really that stupid. I think to be fair to them, 
I think that the the name for it in Japanese is Hachijuroku 86. So like only the second one is actually pronounced English 86. Huh. But when you, you know, turn okay, it into but... English, it just starts, it seems like they're repeating the same thing. Yeah, or you can actually, you know, translate the title into something meaningful rather than just number, number. Yeah, I would be inclined it's... to just leave it as eighty-six. I'd <laughs> just be like, it's it's just eighty-six. That's it. Yep. Can I ask? A, can I ask a question? Because I'm I'm looking at my anime list, and I don't see, well, at least on the staff, I don't see if um, Hiroki Sowano is going to be attached to it. Um, because I mean, let's be honest, like, Hiroki Sowano is a legend, and a lot of what made. The, the first season of 86 just made it legendary was his music. I assume in, that he will be attached I, to it. Like, I assume I've never he will. Him. Yeah. I assume he will, but if it's not, that's a, an immediate red flag I would throw up. The yeah. only staff that I'm seeing other than voice cast on Anachart looks like we've got the original writer of the light novel, we've got the character designer, and uh, director says Toshimasa Ishii. Yeah, and I, but I, I was looking maybe if if the opening and ending theme were maybe um, done by the same, um, I guess, um, artist. music cast or artist. Thank you. Um, that maybe we would get continuity, but it's not really the same. So I it, I would find it hard to believe that he's not involved. But right, I guess that's, I think that's he's probably attached, for. and they haven't announced it yet. Um, yeah, I mean it would be. Because this is not like even a second season. This is just part two. It's, it's a second score. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. assume that he, I assume that like the studio just hasn't uh, technically officially announced it. And so because of that, they haven't listed him here, but it's just kind of assumed that he would be the guy. Because I mean, it, it goes without saying that his music really elevated the season one from like, it was, the season one was good. But his music really elevated it to like, like, le- like legendary kind of stuff for that season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I agree. There's also this. So the next show on the list is called Banished from the Heroes Party. I decided to live a quiet life in the countryside. And so the description for this one says a heroic and mighty adventurer dreams of opening a pharmacy oh my god red was once a member of the heroes party a powerful group destined to save the world from the evil forces of taraxon the raging demon lord that is until one of his comrades kicked him out hoping to live the easy life on the frontier red's new goal is to open an apothecary however keeping the secrets of his former life may not be as simple as he thinks especially when the beautiful rit an adventurer from his past shows up and asks to move in with him. So this is one of my big hype shows. It was my hype show of a season or two ago when it was initially announced, and then it got pushed back to here. So I'm, you know, double excited because it, it's, we're finally getting that payoff. Yeah. Um, I've talked about it on preview casts before, but um, it's, Can you describe it's really it? good. Uh, like what, so, what is it like slice of life? Because that might... Not exactly. Like, there are slice-of-life elements, but you can see that the tags on it are action and adventure. Or action and adventure, yeah. Yeah. He is trying to have a slice-of-life story, and the world is not cooperating. Um, 
so the, it's, the basic, it's pulling him back in, basically. Right. The, the basic background of it is that um, if you've ever played any of the, the classic JRPG stuff with the, the hero's journey and his companions, you have the hero, the sage, the priest, uh, the mage, the warrior, the thief, mm-hmm. sometimes the archer. Like, you have these, these basic classes. And um, in their world... Uh, those classes are actually things that it's not just the, the, the job you're doing or anything. That's actually your divine protection has a, a class name attached to it. And so in addition to like actually learning skills from it and stuff and, and getting, uh, you know, spells and abilities and stuff like that, um, to some degree, it actually influences your behavior. Like if you land the berserker job, you're going to be an angry person. You just are. So it influences kind of how you who you are. Okay. Yes. Um. So this dude and this is. I don't know if they're going to to say this in the first episode like they should because it was you know page one of the 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 light the light novel and the manga, mm-hmm. but um, he his job is he's the mentor character in the hero's journey. The one that starts off more powerful than the rest of them and pretty much exists to A, train them, and B, protect them until they can stand up for themselves. And then it's supposed to sort of exit stage left. Um, But the hero is actually his little sister. And in something of a a reversal of Tatsuya-sama, basically the only emotion she's allowed to have is her attachment to him. And so she was like not allowing him to leave. It's the a party. gender. It's a gender bender magical Batman. <laughs> it is. Um, so uh, the the sage of the group basically comes up to him with all these very logical arguments of you know you're you're dead weight. We've outgrown you. We don't need you anymore. All of you, you're you you know you're holding us back in combat. We have to protect you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um. It, He's got ulterior motives. He's going after the hero. He's a dick. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, this is this is no surprise. You you will figure this out within seconds of him opening his stupid mouth. Um, so he kicks this this guide out who was like born at level twenty or thirty, and like that was all the 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 skills his his protection got him. That what but what the the guide didn't realize or didn't care to to notice is that because he felt like he brought nothing else to the table, he trained himself extensively and was doing, like, all of the logistics work of the entire party. He was doing the cooking, he was doing the, the hunting, he was doing the uh, the negotiating, he was keeping track of the finances, um, he was their diplomacy character. Uh, they, the sage kicked him out unilaterally, and, like, he was already trying to leave, and, like, the you know, his sister kept pleading for him not to go. And so this kind of pushed him over the line and he went, yeah, I guess I better go. So he left in the middle of the night and like the party collapses. Okay. That's about right. But he fucks off to this podunk town that they rolled through on an earlier adventure and sets up an apothecary shop because he's an accomplished, uh, you know, healer and alchemist like, non-magical type of healer. He, he makes medicine. Um, and this girl that they met during the adventure previously and 
saved and were saved by her. Uh, turns out she got a massive crush on him at the time and, like, couldn't say it back then, but has outgrown her tsundere entirely. Wait, so the girl that's coming back to him is not his sister that's the hero? Um, his sister saying. the hero is the blue-haired one up there. But it's not the girl that's coming back to him, I guess, as part no. of the synopsis. No, she is oh, not okay. the one that's coming back to him. It is this other girl who is totally into him, and it actually turns out to be a very sweet romance. Oh, I'd rather ship that character. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds yeah, much better than the alternative. Great. So um, I, I, it seems it's interesting because it seems like it's buying into the, the isekai like pharmacy trend that seems to be big right, lately. Right, except yeah. that it's in no way an isekai that's just you know elements of their world that have always existed. Nobody yeah. in there is a reincarnated, a son. Right. It's it's no. more like it's just a it's a traditional it's a fantasy. fantasy. Right. It's yeah. a traditional fantasy with game elements, but they've actually made uh they've they've integrated the game elements into the lore rather than them just being abstractions for our purposes. At least from what I can tell, it looks like the the I guess there's two studios attached to this, and I um it looks like both of them are pretty new, which I'm mean, that's kind of could be either good or bad. We don't know. Um, they, yeah, I'm not familiar with either of them. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with either, either of these studios, um, but it also feels like a lot of there's been a lot of new studios popping up, right? Which we we could, that's, that's a whole different. It's also entirely possible that there's a whole bunch of studio drama going on and that both of these studios have picked up veterans that we don't know about who have quit because of the oh, god-awful conditions yeah. elsewhere. So what who I, the what hell I, knows? What I was going yeah. to say is that, yeah, there's the, the studio kind of change-up in, in Japan has been kind of accelerating recently, so, yeah, man, so we, have no, we have no idea. Shoot. Right, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, but, so the, yeah. I want to move so on to the next is, one on the list, yeah. though. Um, so we've got a Blade Runner anime, it looks like, and the description says, Los Angeles, 2032. A young woman wakes up with no memories and possessing deadly skills. The only clues to her mystery are a locked data device and a tattoo of a black lotus. Putting together the pieces, she must hunt down the people responsible for her brutal and bloody past to find the truth of her lost identity. Um, it's CG. Just so you know. And ruined. <laughs> I I don't know why you would have expected Blade Runner to be hand drawn. Yeah, and it, and just looking <laughs> at the studio, it also looks at it's it's built by the same kind of CG studio that's been doing the um, Ghost in the Shell CG stuff, which is probably I I mean I have not locked, looked at it at all, but I've not heard good things. At, at yeah. any point in time by any of this. Um, so For what it's worth, they're also responsible for the previous CG Blade Runner spinoff, Blackout, back in 2017. Which I could not tell you the single slightest thing about that one. I didn't even know it existed until just this moment. Um, but they've done... All of their stuff is sci-fi. They've done Ghost in the Shell. They've done a season of Ultraman. They did... Uh, apparently they did a an anime of star an anime movie of starship troopers um okay. they were involved in appleseed alpha and looks like another starship troopers thing um and, and the, the starship the, the, troopers things are not highly rated and the 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 fully fully cg just weren't they're not fully there yet yeah is what we can just say yeah at least this studio well, isn't 
I mean, who knows? I probably wasn't really going to watch it anyways because I don't have a whole lot of high uh, high hopes for a Blade Runner anime. Yeah. Um, but this next one, Build Divide Number 0000 Code Blacks. It's got some it's weird It's literally name. the hex code for the color black. Oh, is that what that is? Okay, yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, and it looks pretty colorful. So it says, in a city where... Oh, hold on. Um, in a city where makes... the king reigns supreme, your strength in build divide determines everything. There's a rumor circulating in Shin Kyoto. Anyone able to defeat the king in build divide shall be granted whatever their heart desires. In order to challenge the king, one must first enter the battle, enter the battle known as rebuild. There, they will have to complete the key. The young Teruto Kurabe vows to defeat the king so that he can get what he longs for. He with little guidance from the mysterious Sakura Banka, dives headfirst into the rebuild battle. Now the city of Shin Kyoto is the stage and build divide is the game. Watch as the battle unfolds for Teruto and his friends. Okay, do you want me to ruin this in two words or three? Uh, three words. Make it three words. I always appreciate, you know, give us, give us some flowery language. Mixed media project. Oh, okay. Yeah. There is... Okay, so the two words that ruin it, card game. Oh. <laughs> um, not only is it an anime about people playing a card game, the game's two starting decks and first booster pack will be released on October 8th. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh. Well. Yeah. Um, it's a split core, it looks like. Uh, second core <laughs> will premiere in April 2022. Well, I'll wait for the Requiem verdict on this it one. It also sounds like, it. once again, we're going to have a show that doesn't come anywhere close to deserving its opening theme because we're getting a song from Egoist. Really? That's cool. Yeah. Maybe it'll well, be good. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, with that... But, <laughs> like, you would think so, but Guilty Crown. Well... <laughs> but that was, like, where Egoist, like came from you know so like i don't i don't it doesn't count because they didn't exist as a proper band back then and it was after that that they became like a, an actual band and so you that's know that's my head canon. well okay we, but we, it's, we, it's still high school kids playing a card game we have trashed card games before and gotten stuff i mean gotten good yeah. stuff can you see like wix load uh, like wix load wix is pretty good Wickross, yeah um, um wasn't, that's um, that's a little different. Wickross, that that's like comparing uh, card captors to Madoka. Wait, so you, are you saying Wickox is Madoka in this in this scenario? Okay. Yes, Wickross is. And this is card capture. Uh, hmm. From what I can tell, yeah, there doesn't <laughs> seem to be anything particularly like it's. It's sci-fi setting. It it doesn't it doesn't sound like it's going to be particularly actually dark. Like at best, it'll be kind of teenage edgy. It'll have it'll have deep, um, deep analytical philosophy about. Yeah, the I don't know. I, 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 I think I, the only thing deep about this is the pockets, which are pretty oh. deep, though. So. Oh, yes. well, you got me there. Those definitely are deep pockets. And speaking of card games... Ha! Ah. Card Fight Vanguard Overdress 2. So there's some more Card Fight Vanguard, I guess. I think that's all and I really need to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, Congratulations, no, we... Shadowhawken. Our boy. Yep. 
Um, and then there's I, I'm gonna skip. So this next yeah. one, Deep Insanity, The Lost Child. So this is uh, a, a this sequel is a to sequel. Deep Insanity, Nirvana. I've never wait, heard wait, of. which I've also never heard of. Yeah. So madness and unawakening sleep, Randolph syndrome. This new illness is slowly but steadily approaching humanity, caused by the huge underground world asylum that appeared in Antarctica. There are strange creatures different from the Earth and unknown resources. People bet their lives on the depths of the mysterious new world to get huge wealth, organizational plots, or their own ambitions. And here alone, a young man with a wish in his heart is trying to challenge the front line of asylum. Seems weird. Um, this sounds like a, a hackneyed clone or er, crossbreed between um, Persona 3 and Shin Megami Tensei's Strange Journey. Wait, like, wait, wait. So hold on. I think so. I I googled this because I was I is a mm-hmm. sequel to what? So Deep Insanity Nirvana is uh is the original manga series, and then a mobile PC game titled Deep oh, Insanity no. Asylum was released, and yep. they're and so now they're doing know. Deep Insanity: The Lost Child. But so it's I a think... sequel to the game. I, I don't think it's, it's a no, sequel, it's a sequel to, the to, the, to the manga. Yeah, that's what it's because okay. the manga was the original thing. Right. It's still weird as hell. It's a mixed yeah. media project takes place uh-huh. um, where ma- mass comas result from a mysterious illness called Randolph, Randolph Syndrome. syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is just Twilight Syndrome all over again. And then Asylum. The anime will that- be set between the manga and video game storylines. What? Okay. That's what it's. That's what the Vic- Wikipedia weird says. weird flex, but okay. That's bizarre. That is wow, very wow. odd. It's it, it's neither one of the manga or the video game. It's in between the two. That is very strange. Well, that's why we've never heard of it. Yep. Wow. Speaking of things that I've it's never Silverlink. heard of, um, Demon Slayer is getting uh, the Entertainment District arc. We got season two of Demon Slayer. I mean, I don't really think anyone's seen this one, right? I haven't. I actually haven't. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Have you read the manga? Nope. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's Demon Slayer. You, if you want more Demon Slayer, you're getting more Demon Slayer. It's basically all mm-hmm. it is. And from from what I've heard, pretty much everyone who got Demon Slayer wanted more. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. And yeah. it was like it was um, the most popular thing for basically yeah, all year. Cr- it was crazy popular. Mm-hmm. The pizza. I forget. Did you watch this one? The first season of it? Pizza, if you're talking, we can't hear you. I have pushed a talk oh on. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I only watched the first season of Demon Slayer. Well, that's all we've had so far. Yeah. Well, I meant the first episode of the first, first season. Uh, oh, only the okay. Film. That's really? different. I was going to say, there's also there, been the yeah. movie, too. So. Yeah. But yeah, I not watched it at all because the series just does not interest me that much. Okay. Because you secretly love demons and you don't want to slay them. Uh, no. It's more (laughs) that. It looked nice and all, it's just I got distracted by other stuff. Namely, uh, what was airing during the first season, the beginning of uh, Demon Slayer? Was it like Mob Psycho or something? I think that took up my time. There was was a lot of, that was a good season, I think. Yeah, Yeah, it was was packed. It might, there might have been Mob Psycho in that first season, yeah. There was something. <laughs> Definitely. I remember so, there being some good stuff. 
So yeah, I pretty like, much didn't, didn't watch yeah. any of it. I remember like Demon Slayer. I mean, it was like popular. But I well, you were in Japan though. Like, you like were in like the you were in the, the eye of the storm. Yeah, but the crazy thing is, like when the anime first started airing, I didn't think anything of it. Like I thought, oh, it was like I thought it was like fairly popular, but just like normal levels. Then like in the as the as the season like progressed, and it got like to the second half of the first anime season, it just like exploded, and his. People were going, like, nuts for it in Japan. Like, literally, like, they would, the like, a year year or two in after the anime had aired, you still couldn't get the manga because as soon as they would restock it, it would sell out, even in, like, the rural, like, bookstores. It was crazy. Interesting. You know, I feel like that must have been really cool because for, like, to experience because I can imagine, like, if you, like, imagine this. Imagine, uh, like, One Piece. Or like Dragon Ball or something like all that stuff is like in their heyday. I imagine it yeah, would have been the same experience like of like trying to like get that stuff and you can't because it's just going off the walls. That's cool. And Demon Slayer, like, I guess, is like is I guess is that level now where everyone is just going crazy over it. That's that's cool. It's smashed records too. Like so, if you yeah. look at the 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 lifetime sales, it's in the top ten of lifetime sales of manga. Which wow, is ridiculous right. because it's competing against series that have run for like you know twenty One plus piece. years, right? yeah. And um, even though Ball, it hasn't surpassed the, it hasn't surpassed the the lifetime sales of One Piece and probably never will because it's already over. Oh, um, but it has it did surpass the the year. It broke some the, of its the yearly. Yeah. yeah, it broke the annual sales records. And so here's the thing: in 2019, it broke the sales record. Okay, yeah. so like it, it sold more than One Piece had ever sold in any one given year in 2019. And then in 2020, it surpassed its 2019 record in April. Oh my god. <laughs> so, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, so like, like that, you're, yeah, so you're living in this, you're, li- you're basically living in the new version of all this. You're living in the new version of you lived because you're not there anymore. All you lived the, in that all the elementary there. school, all the One elementary piece. school kids. They were going nuts for yeah. Demon Slayer. Okay, so it aired in spring of 2019, and that season was freaking packed. Um, you had oh. Fruits Basket season one. You had Mix Maysay story. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you had One Punch Man. Wow. Oh. Okay. Yeah. No wonder that was. That's uh, you had Bungo Stray Dogs. I think Sarah's on my was that season two. Uh, you had Attack on Titan season three. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. Attack on Titan. I've never heard of that one. What's yeah, that about? You, you did have Sarah's on my that season. Um, you had Carol yeah, and Tuesday that, was... that season. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. Was that was packed a to shit. That was a pack. Yeah. Fairy Gone. Yeah. I remember um, it being huge. Fairy Gone. I barely remember that one. <laughs> yeah. It, it... <sighs> So we've got, um, I want to keep moving on this list, though. Uh, Digimon Ghost Game. So I guess this is um, some new Digimon anime. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really looking forward to this upon reading it. And I'll tell you why after you read it. All right. They are near you. In the near future, new technology has been developed. Wow. On social media, rumors have been circulating about strange phenomena of unknown authenticity known as hologram ghosts. First-year junior high school student Hiro Amanokawa 
activates a mysterious device left by his father called a Digivice, resulting in unknown creatures that can't be seen by the average person, Digimon, becoming visible to him. Since the day he met Gamamon, a mischievous Digimon that was entrusted to him by his father, Hiro has been caught up in the various strange phenomena. There is a mouth-stitched man who steals human time, a mummy man who wanders around every night kidnapping humans, Holograph ghosts are nearby and are targeting us. From here on, this is a story about the other side of the world that no one is aware of. Together with Gammon and his friends, Hero sets foot into a mysterious world inhabited by Digimon. Okay, so the last Digimon series that I tried to watch was god-awful. It was the Apple Monsters thing, which, like had an okay premise, I guess, and then they immediately kicked it into the toilet and did horrible things to it. Um, this one actually sounds really interesting because a lot of the, uh, the the best seasons of Digimon pulled a lot of random crap from mythology, and this sounds like it's going to be your, your classic Japanese horror stuff. Ooh, that sounds and fun. And it's also taking place uh, primarily in the real world, it looks like. So I, I'm actually quite hopeful. This looks like it might be a return to form and really cool. Yeah, that could be. I mean, it would be nice if it... I know the Digimon fans have been starving for good content lately. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of crap. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've, I've, I've never watched Digimon, so... But what about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, oh. Stone Ocean? Yeah, this, this is a ridiculous season. Huh? Yeah, so okay. everybody's excited for this one. Yeah. yeah, in Florida, 2011. I love that it's in Florida. Jolene Cujo sits in a jail cell like her father Jotaro once did. Yet this situation is not of her own choice. Framed for a crime she didn't commit and manipulated into serving a longer sentence, Jolene is ready to resign to a dire fate as a prisoner of Green Dolphin Street Jail. Though all hope seems lost, a gift from Jotaro ends up awakening her latent abilities, manifesting into her stand, stone free. Now armed with the power to change her fate, Jolene sets out to find an escape from the stone ocean that holds her. However, she soon discovers that her uh, incarnation continues. is merely a small part of a grand plot. One or her incarceration, excuse me, is merely yeah. a part of a small part of a grand plot. One that not only takes aim at her family but has additional far-reaching consequences. What's more, the mastermind is lurking within the very same prison and is under the protection of a lineup of menacing stand users. Finding unlikely allies to help her cause, Jolene sets course to stop their plot, clear her name, and take back her life. So the father of Jotaro, crazy, or the sister, or the, no, the daughter, I'm going through family names, the daughter of Jotaro, crazy times, we got the next gen. Um, have, having read almost nothing of Jojo because I just could not get into it. Um, yet this situation is not of her own choice. Who chooses to sit in a jail cell? That, that It's very rare. I don't know. This is basically telling me that I should catch up because I didn't, I didn't watch the last season of jo- Jojo even though I, I, I like Jojo. I just didn't watch it. And this is like I, I am excited for I guess is this JoJo six? I'm excited for JoJo yeah, six. It's, it's, yeah, it's and I need to fin- I need to finish JoJo five. That's what this is telling me. <laughs> How many are, are there on eight right now in the manga? 
Uh, I want to um, say it's nine. And and I feel like people have been talking about Jolene and the JoJo Six for like years, a, a long time. Okay, a no, long, they did. Long time. They did just finish part eight. Part nine has been announced. Okay, so that's interesting because Stone Ocean. It says it finished. Part six was from two thousand to two thousand three, which means that. Back when he wrote this, it was in the future. Because <laughs> it's in 2019. He's t- uh, maybe Araki was just a- had foresight or something. I'm pretty sure there's a stand that could do that as well. Yeah. It, basically, if you can imagine it, there's already a stand of it. And if not, it'll be in the next part. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't wait for the references. So we've got, this is a big popular Woo! manga. Oh yeah, um, I know a lot called... of people are excited for this one. So I this am... one, they haven't given, I guess it's just the Japanese name right now, and it says Komi-san wa Komi-shou desu. And the description says Timid Tadano is a total wallflower, and that's just the way he likes it. But all that changes when he finds himself alone in a classroom on the first day of high school with the legendary Komi. He quickly realizes she isn't aloof, She's just super awkward. Now he's made it his mission to help her on her quest to make 100 friends. So it's a rom-com. Yes. Wait. Yes. It is Wait. super cute. Hold on. Yes. Is it a four coma? No. Uh, yeah. No, it's a real uh, it's a full-blown manga. So there's a full story, it's not just jokes. There is a full story there. Um okay. there are plenty of jokes though. It, it there is emphasis on the comedy side of rom-com. Um, every single person's name is a pun about either their looks, their personality, or their hobbies. Like, yeah, I was I just, gonna say, like, I, I read a is like just this named I... after her, like, her condition. <laughs> mm-hmm. And his name is literally Tada no Hito, just a dude. I... Oh, is it really? Yes. Okay. Or, Tada no Hito Hito. What's the pun? I, no, literally, I just... he's just a guy. <laughs> this premise yeah, yeah. can really set up easily to be a, just a, a four coma show, and that would tire me out. But if you're telling me there's like a more story and there's more involved and things happen, then I'm um, then I'll be in. Yes, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but um, the the romance is actually happening as well in the manga right now. Okay, like there are things happening here. There, if you there just is talk, a plot. yeah, if you just like. Yeah, this because this show seems ripe for just like oh, it's going to be a four coma. Just there's going to be jokes. Yes, but if you tell me there's more to it, there's more to it than that. Then then okay. There's plot. There's character development. There's carnage. Um, it it carnage carnage. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you you didn't really think there would be a rom com with only one love interest, did you? Oh God. Okay. Well. I'm interested. In when's when's the last <laughs> time you've seen one of those? I mean, really? Well, technically, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Like, yeah, and a lot of these rom coms, a lot there's always the, the main girl who's always positioned at the forefront, and then there's always like the yeah. other the other girls. Like, I think the only one that really pull, well, well, the only thing, only one that I think that really did like a rom com thing where it's one main relationship is probably Chivalry of a Fair Night, and that was years ago. Yeah, but again, I haven't watched a lot of uh, like a lot of rom com animes in a while. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, but Chivalry was really good. Like all um, all of us can actually, agree, Chivalry was good. Uh, Banished from the Heroes Party is actually going to feel very similar to that in terms of the romance. Is it? Huh. Yes. Oh, um, you're, okay. Yeah, they they get together quickly. There is there is progress. They actually mm-hmm. care about each other. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. All right. So but this one's about... going places too. Yeah, and I know right, that I'm, one's I'm got very some hype behind both. it. Yeah. What about this uh, this next show, Kyokai Senki? It's original, so. It says in sunrise, 2061 so it's, AD. It's sunrise. There's going to be robots. Let's go. There's yeah. Yeah. Japan yeah. is dominated, divided, and ruled by the four major economic blocks of the world. Japanese people spend their days oppressed as subjugated citizens. Filthy Japan became the front line of the world where... AMAIM, a human type special mobile weapon. AMAIM? I don't know. Deployed by each economic zone, strode about. One day, Amol Shiba, a boy who loves machines, meets Ilez, autonomous thinking AI, named Guy. This leads him to throw himself into the battle to reclaim Japan by piloting the AMAIM Kembu built by himself. So yeah, looks like it's a Sunrise Mecha show. Yeah. yeah. Also, looks like it's ripe for to- the toy production, <clears throat> mm-hmm. toy line as well. But then again, yep. that's Sunrise for you. <laughs> yeah. The, it's the been a while. kid being the kid being a machine nerd makes me think of Clockwork Planet for some reason. I feel like they've done a lot Especially of idol shows recently. Meeting the AI. They yeah, I think they have yeah. What about so? There's this next one. This one also does not have an English name yet. I guess. It's Kyuketsuki yeah. Sugushina, which means, like, vampire, vampire dies immediately. Yeah. Damn. So the description says, and it, would, uh, it says, A vampire hunter learns of a mansion inhabited by a vampire who is rumored to have kidnapped children, and goes there intending to take him down. But then it turns out that the vampire is a wimp who keeps turning into ash at the smallest things. And that the kids aren't being held captive. They're just using the haunted house as their personal playground. Sounds kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, it looks like a cute comedy. Yeah, definitely. Though it's going to be really sad when the vampire finally dies at the end of, this, <laughs> end of the season. <laughs> How's it going to be any different from every other time he's died, though? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. He won't actually, di- actually die until the very last episode. Like, it's all going to be all jokes and stuff, and then it's... <laughs> Then it's I don't know. Turn does, into a does tragedy. Madhouse, does Madhouse do that sort of BS very often? Uh, no. If it, but if it was old Gynax, then maybe. <laughs> yeah, thankfully it's not. So. But there is a. Yeah, it is a manga, uh, right? Have you read any of it? I have not. Oh, okay. I, I hadn't even heard of it. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of an interesting, an interesting choice of manga since. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it's been localized at all. Yeah. It's probably oh, why cool. I haven't heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see if any streaming site actually picks it up. Yeah, hopefully. Um, what about, uh, but Lupin the Third, six. Yeah, more Lupin. Oh, God. Description says Gentleman Thief Lupin the Third is back and ready for his next caper. Unless legendary sleuth Sherlock Holmes has anything to say about it. When Holmes' longtime partner, Dr. Watson, is murdered, none other than Lupin tops the suspects list. With Holmes fast closing in, 
Lupin must prove his innocence and bring a shadowy organization called the Raven to heal if he wants to live to steal another day. Sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. More well, Lupin. the thing, all the thing about all recent Lupin is it's been all really good. It's just I get too lazy to finish it. Like, uh, what was the latest? Like the latest Lupin from maybe like three or four years ago. It's like Lupin the Fourth or something. I don't remember. Uh, Lupin the Third Part Four or something. Yeah, I just remember that was really good. And then there's just been a crap ton of good movies that have come out, including the like really good 3D CG one. So he's he's wearing a green jacket again. So he's not the comedy one. Right. <laughs> but yeah, um the thing about loop like new Lupin series is you really don't know how good they'll be until you actually start watching it, but uh, do we know if any of like the previous staff on the like the more recent Lupin stuff is on the is working on this show? I Not have sure. no clue. Well, let me check any chart. One second. Excuse my clicking. Uh, okay. Looks like uh, the last one that this studio worked on. Uh, they did the first. They did Prison of the Past, and they did uh, the. F- the Fujiko Mine movie. Interesting. Yeah, and I'm looking at the director's old stuff, and he certainly has a very interesting history. He worked on Sonic X. <laughs> what? Oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, A.G. Suganuma. That's pretty interesting. But... There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see how this actually is. But it'll probably be good. Chances about, are pretty so this next one seems like a you call it a wild card mm-hmm. Megaton Q Musashi so this says the story takes place after 90% of humanity has been wiped out due to an invasion Survivals, survivors live in a shelter where their lives are monitored and memories of the invasion erased three teenagers from the shelter are chosen to pilot three machines that combine to form the Musashi robot made out of a material named Megatronium Alloy. The series will balance robot action with school life. All right, maybe... Megatron! Um, it's apparently being done by uh, Oriental Light and Magic, which, they're busy this season. Uh, they're apparently also involved in Comey and a show yeah. we're going to talk about in a little bit here. Um, oh, okay. They were apparently also... OLM was always good for like one show. This is, I guess, the first that um, they're doing multiple. They they're also the in ones the that did Odd Taxi. They did okay. Odd Taxi. Really? That's impressive. I didn't know that. That's one. what I'm seeing here. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's well, credited them with at it. Uh, it's an original, so. Yeah, this is totally new stuff. So we'll see. What about Mieru Kochan? No, this ooh, one's ooh. a popular anim- uh, I manga am that so pizza likes. Hyped. Yeah, sorry. Let me read the description. Yeah, says, you should do uh, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, a girl is able to see grotesque monsters all around her, but no one else can. Rather than trying to run away or face them, she instead musters all of her courage and ignores them. Join her day-to-day life as she keeps up her best poker face despite the supernatural goings-on. Yeah. So this is the anime I am most excited for this season because I have followed this series since it 
like started and it is mm-hmm. it balance pretty much balances horror and comedy to like so well like i have not seen any other series do it and it's really good like the manga itself is beautifully drawn but it be- beautifully drawn and the monsters in the show are just fucking ugh, gross. Like I've posted some pictures of them in the mm-hmm. NHA I feel like chat. Yeah, I've seen those. And, yeah, yeah, they are fucking they've, horrifying. Yeah, they've they've got horror down pat in the manga for sure. It it definitely strikes that balance. Um, what's interesting is that the studio that's doing it is Passione, who um are responsible for this latest Higurashi. Uh, Ooh, as well as um, responsible for ruining High School DxD, <laughs> um, they're responsible for ruining uh, Flowers of the Six Braves. They're responsible for whatever the hell happened to Rail Wars. I'm not sure if it started that bad. I wasn't uh, past. Are it. you sure Rail Wars yes. was good for good at all? No, no, I'm not. I'm saying whatever the hell happened to it, they're they're partially responsible for it. I'm not sure if that was their fault. Yeah, I don't know. But, but yeah. I mean, if you're going to get a, a a horror anime, giving it to the, the people that did Higurashi is not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, I will say that the palette on the in the show already, like from the previews, mm-hmm. it's a little too bright for my taste, but I think that's kind of it's trying to go it's trying to go for a more slice of lifey feel, which is understandable because that's a big portion of it, but I'm I just really want to make I just really hope they capture like the grotesqueness of the creatures themselves because they are so well done in the manga that I don't know if an anime can really capture how creepy they can be. Like I'm well, kind of getting I'm kind of getting a feeling that it's kind of going to be like the Junji Ito collection anime where they kind of bungled the horror because they didn't really adapt adapt the like the the monsters from Junji Ito, the Junji Ito collection very well, but that's a different studio. Um, from what I'm seeing of it, the the monsters look at least decent. Yeah. So we'll see. This, this the, might turn out really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they that's released good. a trailer, and you can see it in the 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 title card there. Um, yeah. it's mm-hmm. not bad. They don't look totally as long as they yeah, but, right, yeah. but, al- but also, if they don't look bad from the start, it doesn't mean that they're going to continue to, to look great. Is yeah, unfortunately, I, I what also want usually to point happens. out that another one that, that started out looking, you know, super cutesy and then ended up being fucking terrifying was Madoka. Hmm, fair. Yeah, but we'll see. Like, I think the main, the main, what will determine if this show is actually really good or not is the directing. Because yeah. they really need to Absolutely, find that yeah. that, that balance, balance between horror and uh, slice of life, because that yeah. is kind of the manga itself just hit that hit the sweet spot of horror and slice of life so well that it made it feel super unique and super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her her name's sort of fun. Like I, I sort of get it. I get annoyed when like they're like sometimes they'll have those series where like. The names are puns, but they're not even really puns. It's just like their name is just the word. <laughs> it's on the. It's really um, on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. this one, but this one, I don't know. Like it sort of rolls off the tongue a little bit better. So I, I, I think right. it's it, all right. It, it sounds Mieru- like an actual name. Yeah. Yeah, it does, and because miracle just means like girl who can see. So yeah. it's like. 
Yeah, but the funny thing is, uh, the main character's name in the series is actually Miko. And, oh, really? Yeah. So they just, it's like just a, the name, the title of the series is just a pun on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like Miriko is not okay. actually her name. Okay. It's just a nickname, basically. Uh, that, yeah. That's even better, then. I yes. actually prefer that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I... I, I just remember, like a lot of the times during, like in the uh, the Reddit manga like subreddit, there's just kind of a meme where whenever she encounters something terrifying, the like the um re, uh, the red redditors basically say "Gombari Miko Chan," and it's always just so funny because <laughs> she's having she's basically having to pretend that the Right. Horrors aren't there, and so there's a lot of times where they just get straight up in her face. Because mm-hmm. yeah. there's there's a lot of those old stories where the trigger for them actually, you know, eating you or dismembering you or whatever the hell they're going to do is you acknowledging their existence. Be it yeah. in a mirror or, you know, you, you've done this specific thing that, you know, you've, you've hit the trigger condition for them to, to appear or whatever, but, like, either you know, looking straight at them or turning away or doing anything that is not just going about your business normally is what tells them that you're aware of them, which makes you fair game. Oh, dang. And here comes Rack with a steel chair. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Uh, I was getting ready to come on before the podcast and somebody hit me in the back of the head and took my place. Gugsy. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who did that. <laughs> son of a bitch. Well, <laughs> Well, well, well. How dare you, you do the podcast without me? I am the podcast. <laughs> well, you're here just yeah. in time, Requiem, because you get to introduce your favorite show, Mushoku Tensei Season 2. Whoa. Holy crap, we're already there? Yes. Yeah. yeah. How fast have you guys been doing this? Uh, we've this has not been, been very fast at all. <laughs> you are well, Mushoku Tensei is a fantastic show, uh, an isekai with no objection elements whatsoever. Bullshit. <laughs> Except for all the ones that it has. Yeah, if you okay, ignore all go. the objectionable content, it doesn't have any objectionable content. If you just act like he's not occasionally a, a creeper, a sexual predator, yeah, sexual predator, forty-year-old in the body of an eight-year-old, and then it's just a, a incredibly well-animated romp through a fantasy world. Yeah, which is actually really refreshing because all the like other isekai series that we usually get are not romps; they're usually just kind of power fantasies. Wait, so I, wait, but then I again, think, this is also like, kind of a power fantasy. <laughs> Rick, you, you've read this, I feel like. I'm, I'm, right? I have I read it. So. I have. Yeah, I was no, going to say, I don't think... You confused me with the Luigi. I don't think Rick oh. can read. Yeah, yeah. My yeah, apologies. Yeah, I, I, I messed that up. Right, so you've, watched, you've read this. Yes, yeah. I have definitely read it. And Pizza has too. Yes, mm-hmm. I evangelize about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, like because is, is is his behavior better or worse than in? I feel like I, I feel not like, the same. Oh, okay. It actually is getting a lot better. Like he's made a lot of strides since like the beginning of the show. Yeah, but he's he's asking if the adaptation has changed his behavior, and I don't think it has. I think oh, it's fairly no. accurate. Yeah, I, um, I'm pretty sure I it's very like, accurate to the I, source material. Like it's like almost if, one for one accurate the, to the source material. Even the people that hate him from the beginning, if they kept watching, I feel like. Those people would be like, "Oh, he has improved." Like everyone would agree, he's improved a little bit the from thing is, where is the, that... the, the like the the yeah. early beginning put people in a very bad taste spot. Mm-hmm. But if you kept going, he does improve a lot. And it's like, supposed every, to be that he way. To get to like the demon lands, 
where the extreme right. situation helps him learn and grow. Well, the other thing is, is that it's one of the central themes of the show is that he started off as kind of a piece of shit and has to gradually learn how not to be because nobody ever really taught him that in his original world. They just beat the shit out of him and never told him what he was doing wrong. Yeah. Um, Which makes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But he so he when he, you know, enacts his terrible behavior here, he does receive consequences. Not all of the consequences are immediate. Some of them are far reaching and are coming down the road, but there are consequences to all of his actions, which is what really sets it apart from, you know, all of those shows that we keep bashing in here for, for being featuring a terrible protagonist because nothing happens to them. They just get away with all their shit. This dude doesn't get away with anything. There I'll is admit, I was, I'm at the front of always like complaining about this kind of shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, I'll this admit. is different. He is, it, he may be the, the protagonist and the viewpoint character, but the show makes absolutely no bones about pointing him out as, as villainous behavior. This is not how heroes act. Don't yeah. do that. Only villains do that. Mm-hmm. And that's where I, I, I would say, like, as someone who would probably usually hate this, I acknowledge that, yeah, this, he is showing a lot of improvement as the show goes on, which is, mm-hmm. like, which is way more than you could ever possibly ask for for many of the same shows that would like mine the same material. Yeah. Yeah. And I find it interesting that this show, like as opposed to like other power fantasy, Isekai's actually features like a me- multiple mentor characters that are significantly po- more powerful than the protagonist. Like it mm-hmm. kind of fi- feels very traditionally shown in that sense. And yeah. that's also why it's also <laughs> very well, engaging yeah. because. It... Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, but it's really engaging because you get to see him explore multiple facets of himself and find out more about himself, the world, and other people around him. Like, he right. is not the bi- the biggest cheese, uh, like, in this series. He may be not pretty big. All right. So we gotta, yeah. we're, we're talking about this one for way too long. We gotta keep oh, yeah. moving. Okay. Uh, okay. Let me just mention one thing that this, this season will cover some of my favorite parts in this series, far, yep. far none. It's like the most emotional shit. It is a good arc. Very good. This next well, one is called... Um, get to the next M- one, because I love this synopsis. Mutiking the Dancing Hero. So Mutiking is set in the free and cheerful coastal town of Neo San Francisco. Kind-hearted boy Muteki moves to Neo San Francisco and meets DJ, who claims to be a DJ, and oh finds God. himself thrust <laughs> into the role of the dancing hero Muteking. To save the town from monsters who suddenly appear, Muteki and DJ fight with song and dance, but little do they know that behind these strange events, a true danger to humanity is approaching. This is my hype show now. <laughs> so, this is just- DJ who claims to be a DJ. Oh, <laughs> I just love I am 100% multiple- in. I love the multiple pun names in this. Like we have Mute King, and the main character's name is Muteki. Yeah. And then we have a DJ yeah. who's named name DJ. really have to reach very far and with these. M- Muteki just means invincible. Yep. Oh Jesus! Um, I am so, so fo- I am so in on this. Isn't this? King. This feels like a like a superhero show because it's going to be it Tatsunoko. Is. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. Tezuka Productions and Tatsunoko. Um, oh, yeah. an interesting combination for starters. Um, it looks like it's all 3D CG again, but like... Never mind, all, I'm out. 
That's fine. Like, I <laughs> Honestly, it it might be better simply because um, it looks like it's also aimed at a younger audience, which means they're not going to be trying quite so hard to be edgy. Yeah. yeah. So oh. that's that's where a lot of the CG trips up is trying to be too realistic when they when they can't, and this feels like it's it's just going to sort of roll with it. Yeah. Well, also the benefit CG also benefits like like. 3D like 3D action scenes or scenes with multiple comp like complicated movements. Mm -hmm. Like you've seen what they've done like with the Idol Master series with all those in, like very complex stages and dances. Right. And then uh, there's all uh, we've also seen how 3D like 3D animation was used in Attack on Titan like pretty much all of the Attack on Titan series and that really benefited all the action. So depending on the talent of the studio, um, the, action, the action in this series could be really good. Yeah, and honestly, I'm inclined mm -hmm. to give Tezuka and Tatsunoko the, the benefit of the doubt on this one. So, Speaking of shows with good action, um, mm -hmm. there's this little-known title on Anate that no one probably is aware of. Uh, Muv Love Alternative is getting an anime. Yeah. Uh, and Dixon Hagel declared it anime of the year. Nah. So the description says a story of the bonds between those who fight in a world pushed to its limits. On one of the countless parallel worlds that exists throughout space-time, humanity has fought a decades-long war against the Beta, hostile extraterrestrial invaders using human fighting machines called tactical surface fighters. This is a story of how humanity survives and dies while on the brink of extinction. We, so, we can't talk space, about anything yeah. that's happening in this series at all. It's all spoilers all the way down. Like, we literally it's, can't say anything. It's based off a visual novel series, but mm -hmm. it's adapting the third visual novel in the series, right? Yes. Yeah. So, wait, wait. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and oh, it, I've never heard you, of this. You wouldn't... You wouldn't know Requiem, but it's actually famous for being really bad. Oh, really? Yeah. So the next show on the list... Uh, is we this have the show Platinum with the licorice? Platinum yeah. Platinum End is here. Let's get uh, this. So Platinum End, which is the latest series by the manga pair that produced Death Note and uh, Bakuman. They're back, yeah. and it's finally getting an anime adaptation. This yeah. description says, As his classmates celebrate their middle school graduation... Troubled Mirai is mired in darkness. His battle is just beginning when he receives some salvation from above in the form of an angel. Now Mirai is pitted against 12 other chosen humans in a battle in which the winner becomes the next god of the world. Mirai has an angel in his corner, but he may need to become a devil to survive. What I will say immediately yeah. after this synopsis is Jesus Christ is that the main character is not that does not look like a middle schooler. No, but um, his name is hyped. Future for God's sake. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, this, this, I'm fucking hyped. Let's go. I just really interested. This, this sounds because this because of Death Knight. Really no, God did deriv it. This sounds really derivative to me. I, I it can't does. Put my finger on why. It kind of like, sounds like Law of, of Ueki, but less fun. Yeah, but at the at the same time, I feel like this group has always gotten like a good director to make what they've written down much much better. Because I can I can assure you, like Bakuman 
Bakuman, what they wrote down was like, it was, and it, there were a lot of major problems with it, but then what they actually animated, I can. Was fantastic. Was yes. absolutely unbelievable. And I imagine they probably, I mean, they probably did a lot of the same thing with Death Note because I feel like it's the same sort right. of got people who did this. And so I would be surprised if it's not. Death Note the same was thing even here. earlier, so they hadn't really come into their style yet either. They, right. They and so Death Note was mistakes, kind of more. So. Right. It was yeah. rougher. And Bakuman um, was un- incredible. So I'm, I'm actually like, I understand that this seems like dumb, but I feel like if they have that staff that can make, make something out of this, th- there's potential here. We'll see about that staff, because this is the studio that did uh, Dragon Ieokau, the, the one about the dragon going house hunting. Oh, God. That might have been the source material, okay. though. Like, okay. The production on that was, was completely competent. They also adapted uh, Net Juno Susume. Which what's, uh, what's was, that one in English? That was that. It's that. That was the one where like they're playing the 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 like thirty year old woman gets like fired, and then she's playing the MMO with the guy. Yeah, and then, Trover, yeah, the MMO. Oh, some people really like that show. I think that yeah, show that was, was good until really good. episode like eleven. Got it. Sort of fell apart in the end, in my opinion, but it mm. was really good up until then. I mean, given the pedigree here, we have to at least give it a shot. Looks like they do a lot of random CG shit, too. Um, yeah, well, we gotta keep mm, moving, because I just yeah, looked at how yeah. many more shows we gotta keep going. That's why yeah, I'm trying to keep Yeah. <laughs> okay. We gotta keep going. Let's um, go. We can skip the next one entirely if you want. You put out what a pride of Warren. Yeah, so this is a TV anime that's part of a mixed media project that's about women's ice hockey, which I could not have guessed from the key image. Wow. It looks like I, an idol. No, show. I thought it was yeah, it looks like a. Yeah, it looks like a freaking idol. Uh, show. Mixed media, I'm out. Next show. <laughs> I, but women's ice hockey, though. I don't know. No. Yeah, Character designs look Name like one life. mixed media project so, that really works. So it's like Yuri on Ice, except it's actually going to be Yuri on Ice. God dang it. <laughs> Somebody had to make the joke. Boop, sir. No. Boo this man. Right. Boo. So we've got this next show. It's called Ranking of Kings. This is a Wit Studio adaptation of a manga series. So the description says, The story centers around Boji, a deaf, powerless prince who cannot even wield a children's sword. A children's sword. A child's sword. Who writes these? As the firstborn son, he strives hard and dreams of becoming the world's greatest king. However... People mutter about him behind his back as a good-for-nothing prince, and no way he can be king. Boji is able to make his first-ever friend, Kage, a literal shadow on the ground who somehow understands Boji well. Kage is a survival of the Kage assassination clan that was all but wiped out. No longer a killer, Kage now makes his ends, makes ends meet by stealing. The story follows Boji's coming of age as he meets various people in his life, starting with his fateful encounter with Kage. So, Kage is a black puddle on the ground with googly eyes. Yeah. That's <laughs> At first kind I of thought, amazing. I, I first thought he was like a pair of underpants, because it looks like the kid is like wearing a <laughs> diaper right now. Like, nothing but a diaper and a crown and maybe a cape. Yeah, yeah like, they're... underpants, I think that would improve the show dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Underpants has evolved into King Underpants. Nah. How about um, this next one? Restaurant to Another World is getting a second season, it looks like. Oh god, I need to finish the first season. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Well, I'd I be interested. I staying dropped. It just, it just kind of made basic shit. That's all. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, like it it wasn't a great isekai, it wasn't a great cooking show, it wasn't great character drama, like <laughs> no thank you. It does have good character design. <laughs> it's getting a second season. Seems like everything gets a second season these days. Remember back when even the best shows didn't get second seasons? Yeah, I remember how Very Treasure uh, No Game No Never a second yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah, I remember how No Game No Life got never got a second season. Yeah, as a podcast host, but then you refused it. Yeah, I mean, I had a second season. This is my sixth season, baby. Oh, <laughs> my God, what happened to the seventh? In budget cuts. Budget cuts, yeah. Of yeah. course, the dreaded budget cuts. We have a, a, a new Lairish, a Lairish anime original series called Rumble, Rumble, Garand, Rumble Garandal. This Here is a pro, uh, Proton show. Japan, 2019, just before the dawn of a new era. Suddenly, a rift to another dimension appears in the sky, revealing an alternative world, Shinkoku Nippon, with the sky and the earth upside down. This parallel world keeps their former militarism, with its era being eternal Showa. The oh, military oh. invades the real Japan with giant humanoid robots called Garan, and their gas weapons, Genmu rendering our modern weapons ineffective. Shinkoku Nippon instantly seizes the government and achieves de facto conquest. Achieves de facto conquest of... My thing just got screwed up. Of Japan. The new era, Reiwa, has not arrived for Japan. No Reiwa. Eternal Showa, baby. I'm only only Reiwa. That sounds like some boomer is really fucking salty about everything that's happened in the Reiwa era. And it's like, no, you know what? Let's go back and have giant mecha from the Showa era just take over and continue the Showa era. Where's the love for Heisei? Why can't we go back to the good old days? Yeah. And yeah. I'm just thinking we could have gone like mechs in Japan, like in 2019, but instead we got COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, that's a terrible joke. The invasion of an alternate world, uh, Japan, might have been less severe. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it would be more severe. I like how the synopsis says nothing about the three cute girls in the key art, which and it's a lurch show. Right. And it's an original as well. It'll work itself in some like high school girls fighting. I'm calling it now. This is going to be another Vivid Red operation. Oh, uh, it can't be that bad. Yes, it can. How I mean, I can it be it can. Eternal Showa? Does that mean the Showa Emperor is like... Yeah, he's like hooked up to a machine like the God Emperor in uh, Warhammer 40k. So what about... Okay, this next show, Sakugan. Description says, The distant future, long after the Western calendar, is no longer used. Humans live shoulder to shoulder. By the way, that's a very specific thing. Humans live shoulder to shoulder. Cramped in the labyrinth, an underground world deep below the surface. There are many colonies where people live in the underground labyrinth. The place is known for extreme high temperatures, but also for loads of gold, silver, and other riches. Why do they? Why do they even put in the Western calendar in this description? That feels like a totally like superfluous detail. Holy shit! This yeah. is a long synopsis. Shoulder to shoulder. Anyway, continue. Yes. There's a lot of problems here. Yeah, I'm. Uh... I really need to read all this? This is really long. No, I don't think Fucking long. Let's hit this. This sounds like, rather than a summary of the series, this sounds like, because uh, episode one had an early screening, it sounds like it's a, just a, uh, an entire fucking dump of the first episode. 
Jesus. Yeah, I, I kind Fuck of you, wonder sometimes who, who writes these, because they're usually pretty poorly written. Yeah. Like, um, even the ones that are good descriptions, like the prose, is just not very professional. Kind of sounds like the beginning of Gurren Lagann, or the one thing Ember. I'm we're just not noticing return- that- we're not returning to it. Let's move on. So, I'm just so noticing that project. I'm obligated to watch it because it's satellite and they did Symphigear, so I'm stuck. Yeah. Sorry. I also okay. have one option. Really I just okay. want to state, but it's just one letter off from ba- being Bakugan. That's it. it, it what about? Selection project. Moving on to the next show. Selection project. By we've got uh, another Doja Kobo show. Woo-hoo! Every summer, national show selection project is the big, bigger <clears throat> is the biggest gateway for girls who strive to be idols. The place where legendary idol Akari Amazawa was born. Suzune Miyama is also one who has longed for such a dream stage. Having been sick since childhood, she listened to the Song of the Light many times in her bed in the hospital room. Akari's singing voice gave her a lot of smiles and courage, inspiring Suzune to follow in her footsteps. In her last summer of junior high school, Suzune decides to challenge the 7th annual selection project to make her dream come true. The girls who challenge selection all have strong feelings that are second to none, accumulated efforts, and extraordinary charm. Only nine stars are selected from among the thousands of candidates. Now the hot and harsh audition battle of the girls begins. It's an idol show. Yep. It's an idol yep. show. It's an idol. Sure and it's a mix, probably a mixed media project as well, since the source is other. Yeah, yep. but it's Dojo Kobo, though, so I mean, people who like this sort and of stuff, it'll probably be Do- Dojo Kobo! Has yeah. not missed. They have not missed. They do what they do. They don't have not missed. And our next show is also yeah, by them, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, this one's also way better. This one, it's called Senpai ga Uzai Kohai no Hanashi. So, Garashi is a hardworking young office lady. Takeda, the senpai above her at work, annoys her constantly, and yet she finds herself growing closer to him. Every day is filled with com- comic mishaps and romantic moments as Igarashi tries to balance work, life, and love. Yeah, give me all of this. So, give me this all of this. This is one of those rom-coms where, like, all of the supporting cast end up in relationships, too, and they're all adorable. I love everything about it. Go okay. about adults by Dogo Kobo, give it to me. Give it to me. Yep. Yeah. As long as it's not comes out of, like, a four coma where there's just a joke that needs to be said, then, no. I, then I'm down. What nope, if it's a five it coma, Gugsy? It is not four if it's coma. Five, it is, I, like six if it's coma. five, I will kill your family. It is a full profile. manga. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. That's, 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 that's why. Escalation. BRB they, retroactively rewriting it to five coma. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to BRB retroactively rewriting right Seno into my family. Shit. <laughs> 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 I mean, we are it's both from the same location. That that I would be yeah. killed if I wrote a five. Oh, so, so it has to be passed on. Yeah, as All it's right, tradition. So I'm gonna. Anyways, this show looks good. Next one, we okay. got Shiki Zakura, which says uh, the description says Kakeru Miwa is an otherwise ordinary high school student, but a strange twist puts him on the front line in a supernatural battle against the menacing Oni, with the help of a fantastically powerful battle suit known as Yoroi. Kakeru joins an elite team that fights the monstrous Oni and defends humanity from otherworldly threats. The team is assigned to project, protect, oh my god, protect Okamyojin, 
a shrine maiden who is prophesied to save the world, but she must perform a sacred ritual within Shizakura, the horizon that connects the spiritual and physical world that lies somewhere amid the blooming cherry blossoms and the colorful autumn leaves. Blah, so in this blah, world, blah, the journey to destiny okay. is hard-fought, winding, and sometimes deadly. Yeah, this is dumb. Uh, and also, hey, man, you, 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 you're good. You're good. Her All battle right. suit is known as Yoroi. That literally just means, means armor. armor. So her battle okay. suit is armor. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. For some reason, this though, is giving me Star Driver vibes. No, it's just more nah, like Power nah, Rangers to beat. It's more like Power Rangers, man. Like, they're literally Power Rangers. Yeah, this looks way more, you know, in that Super Sentai kind of mold. It's an original, this though, is, so I always argue that originals are worth This is also the new shot. trend of this is a completely new studio. So who knows what the hell they're going to be able to do. Um, yeah. They have Good done luck. a couple of things before. Um, they, like not they, big things. No. No, they did the ONA of Dragon's Dogma. That was uh, a weird show. Okay. That was a that weird, was a weird ONA. Show. It was so fucking weird. I watched that, but I thought I was the only one to watch that. I'm glad somebody else watched it. I don't know. I read the review. Of it. No, I, I watched it too. It, it, that was like it was clearly it was like oh this, there's a lot of shit missing here. I remember that. But, yeah, I still say it's worth a shot because it's original. Yeah, I'll probably wait for the reviews to see if it actually goes somewhere. Uh, but Holy next shit. one, yeah, get to the oh, next one. Right. So this next show is Shinkanomi Shiranai Uchi ni Kachigumi Jinsei. Description okay, sure. says, yeah, wait, 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 five words. Here we go. Go for it. Yagi Seichi is an ugly, revolting, dirty, smelly oh, fat there ass. there it is. Bang, bang, boom. That's it. Oh, Let's God. stop there. Let's no, stop no, there. Keep going. Okay. These are the insults hurled at him one after another about his appearance. Such mm-hmm. was Seichi's daily life of bullying. Then, for some reason, oh, one day well, when school was out, a voice claiming to be a god set over the PA uh, system to prepare to be transported to another world. What's more, Seiichi is not alone, but the not just Seiichi, but the entire school. A fantasy world where game-like elements such as levels, stats, and skills oh, exist. God. I hate this. However, the god still has preparations to complete for the transfer, and would send them over as soon as the hero summoning ritual was ready. The classes all formed groups to wait for the transfer, but Seiichi alone was discluded, and as such was summoned to a different area. After being transported, the first thing Seiichi ate was the fruit of evolution that would come to greatly change his life. The story is about how Seiichi went from being severely bullied by his classmates, even not being recognized for his accomplishments, and despite all that, staying positive and surviving in this new world. Oh, As a result, dear. he somehow becomes one of the champions. Oh, so, God. as Christ. someone who has read the, the novel and a, a couple pages of the manga version of this, it's worse than it sounds. Really? Because it sounds move? pretty fucking bad. It Can we please bad. move on? This Let's sounds... just move on. It's yeah. awful. Oh god, why? Um, next Fruit up of is Taisho, Taisho Otome Fairy Tale. In this story, set in the early 1920s, Tamahiko is the son of a wealthy family. His life is changed forever when an accident cripples his right arm. No longer considered by his father as an heir, he is shuffled off into the country to live out of sight. Teenage Tamahiko shuts himself in his new home, bitterly thinking of it as the place where he will die. One day, he learns that his father has bought him a bride to take care of him. When the young teen girl named Yuzuki arrives at his door, she comes into his life like an innocent ray of sunshine, and Tamahiko's view of the world and his life starts changing bit by bit. Um, 
the title uh, card can... looks like she's significantly younger than him. This it, is hey, that not was, okay. That's the main problem. That's the main Big problem. Yikes. That Big is show period though. Everybody loves Taisho. No, uh, no, that, that, that doesn't uh, excuse it. That's I, way I mean, too young. Like, like um, arranged marriages in the Taisho period is not that crazy, but. Yeah, I mean, like, she looks like she's five, so I'm probably going to pass on this one. <laughs> yeah, big yeah. yikes. Like, who uh, knows? It might be really good, but, oh, God, it's big that's yikes. That's a high bar for entry, regardless of whether it's actually good or not. Well, speaking yeah. of yeah. high bars, though, this next one is uh, an adaptation, like some other project, but it's being done by Madhouse and Mappa. Huh. So, so the got musical, paid. yeah, it's called <laughs> Tac.P.Destiny. <laughs> The musical composition formed a dwelling power in the girl, a legendary opera, a magnificent composition created in the past. A new life. Everything went silent for a second. An ephemeral, beautiful, and fateful tale of girls fighting with the power of musical scores in a world where music has been forgotten. Oh, God. Just aim for the delight that lies beyond. Talk, tact, op, connects music to tomorrow. What? Is this so like, like listeners? It yeah, I was gonna like say it's, it's fucking listeners. It's attempting to to capitalize on on the whole um magical musical girls thing, except that a it's not going to hold a candle to Symphogear, and b it might not even stack up to fucking Polyphonica, and that was like twelve or thirteen years ago at this point. I know Madhouse and Mappa. Yeah, but like you gotta have something to work with, and uh, this doesn't look like it has much to work with. Yeah, the description could be bad though if it's like because it's it's probably a multimedia project. And probably, probably. Whenever probably the source is. is other, it's probably a multimedia project. But I mean, I'm still intrigued. I don't know why because there, it's it's not being presented in the usual way. That it's that a video game and are. an anime adaptation being simultaneously produced. Okay, never Come. mind then. Let's um, move on. We got next one about electric cars. It's Bamco oh, and Dino, which means it's a fucking gacha game. No thank yeah. you. We got something called Tesla Note. Woo! It's a manga adaptation. Mission uh-huh. T is a secret operation to save the world from destruction. Trained as a ninja from a young age, Botan Negoro, raised to become the ultimate spy, teams up with another excellent spy, Kuruma. <laughs> okay. Their aim is to recover the legacy of the genius inventor Nikola Tesla, the shards of Tesla. Can the two outwit the agents of other countries who are also pursuing these fragments? A super original. If you have to say super, it's not original. It's super original. Uh, And yet I'm still kind of interested. The other spy's name is Carr. Can we we stop fetishizing Nikola Tesla? Like, seriously. No, the man was a genius. People are so weird about Tesla. They've moved on from Edison. I feel like there was a moment when, like, Tesla was the underappreciated genius, but now I feel like every edgelord on the internet thinks that Tesla is the underappreciated genius, so now it's kind of made yeah, its, its full circle. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I don't really care for Tesla except for the fact that he turned into like some super, super like superhero lion in Fate Go. <sighs> yeah, it yeah. was dumb. Still, um, this sounds okay. This is this studio's first appearance ever. They've done literally nothing. That doesn't mean it so can't be good. We have it's no gonna, it's clue be great, what we're guys. in for here. Yeah. Well, depending on the staff, it might be good because when uh, Nut, uh, Studio Nut first day, like st- produced their first anime, which was Yojo Senki, it was freaking amazing. 
Um, I highly doubt they've got anybody worth talking about because the only people that are listed in the credits for staff are original creator, which means they were part of the manga. Huh. We do know what we're in store for, right? We're in store for action, comedy, and drama. Um, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> going to be at least one of those things, and I don't think it's the one we'd like it to. Yeah, I think so, okay, here's something that I the next one's one that I'm actually excited for, guys. Yeah, this, okay. oh, all right. Far away paladin, the ruined city of the dead, far from human civilization, lies a, lives a single human child named Will. He is raised by three undead Bud, the heroic skeleton warrior, Mary, the ladylike mummy priestess and Gus, the crotchety ghost wizard. The three of them teach the boy what they know and pour their love into him. One day, the boy begins to wonder, Who am I? Will uncovers the mysteries of the undead, hidden in this faraway land. He learns of the love and mercy of good gods, as well as the paranoia and madness of evil gods. And once he learns it all, the boy embarks on the path to becoming a paladin. So this one's a really cool fantasy story. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm reading the the light novels and the manga, and it's just awesome. Yeah, like it is, it is a very good fantasy series. Like I remember reading it, the manga adaptation a while back, and and mm-hmm. I thought I really should just read the light novel. It's stuff, good. But the light novels. To... Yeah, J novel. What about light novels? Was one of the first ones that got licensed by mm-hmm. J novel club. Like it was, they announced four licenses when the service launched, and then. They announced a couple more licenses within a few weeks, and this was one of them. Yeah. Um, so I've read a little bit of it from back in the the Taiko Bond days, yeah, and it was but, really good. Yeah, it's but really good. what? Yeah, but what really sets it apart from like a lot of these light novel fantasy? Yeah, that was my question: is like, what makes fantasy it great. series is that it basically it ha- has a good grasp of like the characters' relationships between each other, and there are the main character has to make a lot of very meaningful decisions early on, and. They are not easy, and they really hurt him. But it yeah, is this, really well done. This this show is not at all shy about uh, kicking the protagonist around or kicking him when he's down. It expect pain, but good pain. Yeah, like it's like climbing a mountain. It'll hurt a lot, but it'll feel great once you're over it. So like is that yeah, all like um, does it do anything unique for a fan settings or it just executes it really well? Well, um, I'd say the um, the the god pantheon is very interesting in how it like describes like evil and good gods and also the uh the priesthood is also very interesting in how they relate to the mm-hmm. gods themselves. So, they um it 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 is an interesting take on religion. Yes. Oh lord. And it's very interesting how the society is organized due to, like, the very unique relationships between man and god. Yeah, let's go to the next one. The Night Beyond the Tri-Cornered Window. This is a manga adaptation. A comedy drama, I guess. That's what it says. So, okay. Bookstore employee Mikado always had a tendency to see creepy things. He lived his life pretending he didn't see those things. But then he had a fateful encounter with an exorcist named Hiyakawa. Mikado ends up being forced to help out with exorcism duties and has to deal with the embarrassing fact that exorcising that ex, exorcising <laughs> these yeah. things 
with Hiyakawa somehow feels really good. Oh, man. Well, getting dragged into dealing with these cases every day, they run into a cold-blooded murder case. That was Morose Mononokian? This sounds exactly like Morose Mononokian, except for the BL angle. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds more like Banana Fish to me. (laughs) Oh, so it's going to suck. Okay. (laughs) Who knows? If it got... A series like this got greenlighted. I bet a lot of time and effort was put into it. But then again, the anime industry as a whole is kind of fucked right now. So who knows? Is it like a this BS is... thing? I just thought it was saying that he like gets off on the exorcisms. That's why I was like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I was really odd. thinking. Oh, okay. um, so this is, that's this way is better. The studio, this is the studio that did Sugumomo, Rikikoi, okay. and Grand Blue. Okay, Grand I'm in there. I, loved, I love all three of those. And the studio that did Doreku. What was Doreku? Is that uh, the one the with the dog? One. One. Yes. Uh, the one with the fight with the dogs, the villain. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was unique. That's <laughs> <laughs> for damn sure. All right. Um. So this next one, now we've got another proper isekai. The world's mm-hmm. finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. Greatest assassin on earth knew only how to live as a tool for his employers until they stopped letting him live. Reborn by the grace of a goddess into a world of swords and sorcery, he's offered a chance to do things differently this time around. But there's a catch. He has to eliminate a superpower hero who will bring a powerful hero who will bring about the end of the world unless he is stopped. Now known as Lug Tuatha De, Master Assassin certainly has his hands full particularly because of all the beautiful girls who constantly <laughs> surround him. Lug may have been an incomparable killer, but how will he fare against foes with powerful magic? I like that his name is Lug. Lug to off the dome. Right, isn't the this one of the series that you're really excited for? Uh, kind of, sort of, yeah. It's, it's, it's not really... Let me put it this way. I was excited for it until I saw the rest of this season. Like, it's getting overshadowed by a large margin. Oh, um, man, it's, all right. it's always such a pain in the ass. All those beautiful women won't stop, won't leave you alone. <laughs> the, the funny part about this is it's it's one of those rare shows where the same hero actually has multiple harems because he's managing multiple identities. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of incredible. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, uh... It's... That's... It's special. glorious trash. It sounds like a like the route in Persona Five, where you're do- dating multiple, like multiple of the characters, and then like during Valentine's Day, they all kick your ass because they find out <laughs> you're two timing on all of them. Or that part More of like Wizard Three where they, that point. if yeah. you try to date both girls at the same time, and the Witcher and she, they tie you to a bed and leave you there. <laughs> oh, there's this. Uh, we've got another. Speaking of things that are, like, overused, we've got a Nosferatu. Yay! This anime is called Tsuki to Laika no Nosferatu. It says, set in a fictional world, ten years after a long divided, after a long war divided the world into two superpowers, the Union of Zernitra Republics in the East and the United Kingdom of Arnak in the West. Both of these superpowers now test their ambitions against each other in a space race. In 1960, what? the Union's premier, Gurdjieff, announces the Mektot program, a prestigious plan to launch manned missions into the final frontier. 
To this end, the Republic establishes the isolated city of Laika 44, where cosmonaut candidates compete for planned name missions to space, and scientists develop the technology to make it all happen, all in the environment of secrecy. The story centers on Lev Leps, a backup astronaut candidate, and his new companion, the vampire Irina Ruminesco. I don't know. As part of a daring new Operation Nosferatu, the Mechtot program will use Irina as a test, or Irina, I'm not even sure, as a test subject for various conditions expected in space, and ultimately as part of the manned mission, with Lev overseeing Irina's training as a cosmonaut. For reasons of their own, both dream of going into space. Yes, uh, please, launch me into space where no one's fucking heard of vampires and tries to drive a stake into my chest every other minute. This is like some weird, like, alternate Cold War thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's also some Space mythology vampires. alphabet soup. Um, I know Zernitra is a, is a name that I've encountered before. I'm not sure about Arnak, but, like, this isn't as original as it likes to pretend it is. Speaking of vampires, though. Visual Prison, an A1 Pictures original anime. In the anime, vampires perform visual K music and gather together <laughs> in Harajuku, an event known as Visual Prison, under a red moon once a year, performing visual K songs to entrance an audience and offer the best song to the red moon above. The story begins, begins when Ange Yuki, or Ange Yuki, who knows, a lonely boy with no family, travels to Harajuku to see his favorite artist and there sees an intense musical battle between the bands Eclipse and Lost Eden, their energetic performance striking a pain through his heart. So it's not only male idols, it's vampires, Visual K, and um, also a, a heaping helping of angst? Like, yeah. Like, this oh, is god-awful. Like, the names for both of those bands, I'd expect them to do, like, a cover of, like, Wake Me Up Inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds, this literally. Yes. This sounds absolutely <laughs> wretched. But what, what exactly is K, Stan, or what? Visual K is a specific music style. Um, okay. It, Visual uh, K. Is that like right, K-pop or something? No. It, no, so K, no. The, K exactly. and K, the K in Visual K means style. So oh. it's just the whole idea is they're, they're rock bands where the focus is on visual style, right? So they have, they're usually like they're very like boys. gothic aesthetics. Um, but the whole idea is that it is rock music, but okay. like the main, you know, kind of like attraction is very much kind of like the performance art there, you know, mm -hmm. they're, Dancing so a little bit, but also like they're like yeah, it's like Kiss. Yeah, their outfits are big. If you played Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Um, the the dude Nobody with the katana. It. That was a, he was a Visual K performer. Oh, okay, I see. That makes sense. There are very few people that that would have made sense for, but I'm glad. Pizza yeah, but was I was talking them. directly <laughs> to Pizza because he was asking the question. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. There's, uh, there's it seems the interesting. Watcha, watcha Primaji. Is this another so this... pre another Precure thing? No, it's so. similar, it's not, not part it's of it. Like yeah, it says original, so it can't be Precure. Okay. Matsuri Hibino spends her days in middle school dreaming about Primaji, the sparkling stage show that combines song, dance, and fashion with actual music. She magic. loved to star in it one day. What did I say? You said, you said music. music. It says magic. Uh, with actual magic. 
She'd love to star in Primaji one day, and when the spirited troublemaker Miyamu appears from another magical world to scout Matsuri as her Primaji partner, the pair takes the stage to become the top stars of Primaji hand in hand. This is literally your textbook magical girl opening. Yeah. The the mascot yeah. creature from another world is here to, to transform you into a magical girl, except it's also idols at the same time. QB yeah. did nothing wrong. QB did everything wrong. We've got a World Trigger Season 3. So oh, yeah. World Trigger's back again. Fuck yeah. Woo. Hey, this show is... <laughs> for such a long-running show, we're like pushing like 80 to 100 episodes. It, it gets no love, but it's really good. I keep meaning yeah. to go back and read the, the light novel, but I keep Requiem and all seven of the other fans are really excited for this third <laughs> season. <laughs> there are dozens yes. of us. Speaking of being excited for things, oh god. Then, uh, you guys should meet up in a Quizno. You'd probably all fit. <laughs> nah, oh. I couldn't overcome the smell of burning bread. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we've got World's End Harem. <gasps> I think I've heard of this before. I'm yeah, so Ray's talked about this like a dozen times. Yeah. So yeah. the time is near future Tokyo, Japan, in 2040. Reito, a young man suffering from an intractable disease, vows to reunite with his childhood friend Erisa and decides to cold sleep to cure her illness. He wakes up five years later. His illness? It's supposed to be. Well, it's it says supposed her to be. But... Yeah. yeah. When he wakes up five years later, the world was undergoing a major transformation. The MK, male killer, virus kills 99.9% .9 of men on the planet. The ground was a super harem with five billion women for every five men. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I think there's something like ten dudes left on the planet. Oh man, that's, it's that's a life. It's horrible. This series is so fucking bad. Oh my god. Really, it sounds... Deeply entertaining. Oh, it's it's, it's so like why the last man, but as terrible uh, harem. It's so much worse than you think. Um, that seems it, unlikely. No, it's <laughs> it's god awful. Oh my god, it's it's not the worst smutty etchy thing I've read, but it's like top ten. What's the worst? Probably parallel paradise. Oh god, that one. Let's well, let's move it's on. Made, it's Please. made the top ten, so congratulations. Um, so Yashahime, Princess Half Demon, the second act. So Yashahime is getting a second season, which uh, I think a lot of the fans were turned off by that when it turned out that there was like incest. Was that right? Is that what, what? happened? <laughs> no, it was. I think it's because like one of the main characters basically like uh, groomed a. A character and turned out he hooked up with that character or something like that. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, that's what it was. Okay. Inuyasha's big brother. I forget. Sashomaru was it? Yeah. 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 Shomaru. He he groomed that girl that he was constantly hanging out with, and then ended up hooking up with her. And like one of the main characters of this one is their kid. I yeah, Rin. It, it's the human girl Rin that was following him in Inuyasha, and that's the kid's mom, and that pissed off a lot of people. As it should. Yeah. It was creepy. Uh, other than that, I heard nothing good about uh, Yashihime in that it was just kind of boring. It was extremely boring. <clears throat> it didn't have any of the, the fun of Inuyasha. Like, they didn't even yell at the other characters' names as dialogue. <laughs> so it looks like um, Yuki Yuna is a hero. The great Monkai chapter. So Yuki Yuna is getting uh, third another season. season. Yeah, third season. Woo. So it says, the magical girls of the Sanshu Middle School Hero Club have one goal. Make that's people the thing smile. That's 
whenever they can and to always help those in need. That's two goals. Yeah, teamwork and the help of their magical powers. Yuna, Mimori, Fu, Itsuki, Karin, and Sonoko have vanished, vanquished deadly vertexes, recovered a missing friend, and balanced their lives as magical girls and regular middle school students. Now a new adventure begins, one that will test their skills and their bonds as friends alike. So more Yuki Yuna, I guess. Yeah. I just remember the first season was really good. I heard good things about the second, but I never ended up watching it for some reason. And then it got a movie, and then it got a gacha game. And that's all I really remember of the series. Yeah. But hey, Studio Gokumi is working on it. I forgot what they did, but I didn't remember that, that they're a studio, and they did something I liked, I think. Uh, They did Muranase Seton Gakuen, the the animal school on on crack. Oh yeah, that one. Oh, I love that show. Uh, it was they terrible. did Laidbackers. They did the previous Yuki Yuna stuff. They did Surizura yeah. Children. Oh they yeah, they did Seiren, and I will never forgive them. <laughs> yeah, I like Seiren. <laughs> they did Lance and Masks. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking show. <laughs> Holy I think shit! That's favorite anime. That show's they hysterical. Did, they did Severing Crime. It's Edge. terrible. It's really bad. Wait, wait, they did Severing Crime Severing Crime, crime Age? Oh, this is my they favorite studio. They did Severing Crime Age. Um, they did the, the Ambition of Oda Nobuna. Yeah, that one's alright. Yeah. Uh, they did A-Channel, which I didn't mind. Oh, they did uh, My Sister is Among Them. What? Oof. Yeah, that one's tough. That one's kind of tough. My Sister it's, is it's, Recently Strange or something? No, 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 no. No, the, no, the no, one no, where... no. This is the one where it's a harem, but one of the girls is actually his sister. He doesn't know which one, just to make it Oh, spicy. my God. And, he picks, and he's got to marry somebody, and if he picks her, he loses his inheritance. Yeah, that's great. Oh, my God. It's terrible. I hate Everything is terrible, but in an incredibly amusing way. About um, so I want to talk. Let's move to TV shorts really quickly. Okay. So there's one that we definitely have to talk about, which is that 180 Biode Kimi no Mimi wa Shiawasen Dekiruka. Do we have so, to? <laughs> this is can I make your can I make your ears happy in 180 seconds? Um, so it's a short anime that will let viewers experience various forms of ASMR in 180 seconds. In the story, the heroine challenges her classmates to share in her hobby of recording ASMR works. Ew. Ew. Yeah. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> no, thank you. I fucking hate that. I can't take it. I will say, ASMR is something that I have experienced, but I do not understand it at all. Yeah. Such an interesting, like, performance art. Yeah. Sturgeon's Law is very much in effect with it. Let me just put it that way. But this is yeah. a short, just three minutes. So, um, there's, we'll there's have, also uh, three minutes to, uh, to climax Requiem. I believe you can do it. Oh, dear. Uh, Lord. What do I do so with the extra minute and a half? <laughs> <laughs> I do Clean again. up after yourself. Um, so there's a second season of Let's Make a Mug 2. Hey, cool. Uh, mug, mug is back. We're back in Geek. Yeah, the, the pottery yeah. one. Yeah. It's yeah, fine. It's uh, enjoyable. You learn a lot about bring... Yeah, and um, I want to bring to every attention Kimi to footboxing. And I only <laughs> want to bring it to your attention because apparently it's the first like modern Ninten- like uh adaptation of a Nintendo game. Like, it's an adaptation of a Nintendo game? I think yeah. so. That's what I saw on Twitter. But don't quote me, please. I'm it's always like source wrong video. We're totally quoting you. Oh fuck. We're quoting him. <laughs> <laughs> 
about any uh, uh, any of the movies look interesting to you guys? Uh, yes, there's actually several interesting ones, and I'm just going to go with my way see, uh, them. Uh, Yeah, let's do them quick. So yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen gets new... like a mm-hmm. new movie. Is it like a prequel? Uh, well, it says zero, so I'm assuming it sounds like yeah, one. it should be a prequel. Um, yeah. We're getting some new uh, standalone complex thing. It co- oh, it's a compilation film of the first season with some new scenes in it. Oh, um, Macross Delta Zetai Live, it, which is a sequel to Macross Delta. Yeah, there's an Eureka Seven movie by Bones, so that Eureka should be pretty good. Is that not Eureka? I, I always said Eureka. I think it's yeah, Eureka. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Princess Principal is having the second of its six movie sequels. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, we're is. getting an SAO progressive movie, which is interesting. Mm. Oh, there's um, your Precure. We got some Precure in here. Yeah, there's a Precure movie. There's a um, Space Battleship Yamato uh, sequel movie. And there's an interesting original one from JC Staff called Sing a Bit of Harmony that looks like it might actually be decent. Might be. I mean, one of the problems yeah. with these movies, though, is that a lot of them are probably not actually going to be available this season. Right. And many of them will never be available ever. So. Yeah. Right. There, there's also a few down in the uh, OVA, ONA, and specials bit. Yeah, hey, we got a, we got a sequel to Baki. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm down. I'm getting, totally down. We're getting an adaptation of Blue Period, which is about painting. As you might Some people were very excited by that. that. Yeah. Is it good? Um, I don't know. I keep meaning to read the manga and I keep forgetting to. Um, mm-hmm. I'm told it's very good. Um, I'm very much looking forward to the web anime adaptation of Ganbare Doki-chan, um, which is, again, about working class adults attempting to be in relationships. Mm. Adults, that sounds good. <laughs> yep. And then we got Star Wars. Star Wars Visions, the anthology of anime movies, which worked for the yeah. Matrix. So right, it's, yeah, it's short right. films. I was thinking it was the same as uh, Enter the Matrix or uh, Enter the Matrix. Yeah, the Animatrix. That's the one. And uh, Enter the Spider Verse was it? Into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, the that one. We're also getting the second half of the split core of the Way of the House Husband, but from what I've heard, that was a dog shit animation. So well, I heard it was dog shit because it was barely animated at all. Right effectively a slideshow. Yeah. Might as well just read the manga. Exactly. I gotta admit, I'm really, really interested in the Star Wars Visions thing, because the Animatrix was cool as fuck. And animated lightsabers just sounds like a great idea. Like, I yep. would love to tell you that, that you know, it, it's, it's that there's a studio you can look forward to or something in it, but, like, it's... Every single one of the, the short films appears to be by a completely different group. So oh, Yeah, but look what I'm, we got. We got Trigger. There's uh, Production, production IGs, IG, Science Saru. This is all good yeah, shit. Some of them are at least going to be interesting. <laughs> you Trigger Star Wars? Fuck yes. Just give me an hour movie of Trigger Star Wars. That actually, so that wraps up. We've kind of talked about everything for this upcoming season. So overall impressions, right, Zeno? How are you feeling about this fall 2021 season? This is packed as shit, and I've got several really good hype shows in it, so I am but I am jazzed. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff in this one. What about you, Requiem? Well, you know, I didn't get to see the first half or so, so <laughs> i have to scroll up a bit. Fault. It looks like if you're a fan of terrible harem and or isekai trash, you're well set this season. Yep. Huh? And every season. <laughs> and every season, let's face it, there's never a real shortage of it. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, for now, that's the one thing. There's always a, at least a few of. <laughs> well, one thing I really like is that there's a lot. It seems to be a lot of anime originals this season. I always love yeah. originals. So especially Mute King, the dancing hero, with DJ who claims to be a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. There's a couple of like surprising adaptations that I'm excited for, like the Faraway Paladin. Uh-huh. I'm really yeah. excited for that. Um, yeah. And some of these look interesting. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this season. What about and, you, Pizza? Uh, I th- uh, I'm really looking forward to this season as well, but I will actually have to make time to actually watch any of these shows because I have a bad habit of watching the first few episodes of a sh- like each season, well, each show in the season, and then not watching any of it later due yeah. to my current obsessions. Like, Rack, you you may uh, say that we're getting flooded with, like, ECK adaptations, but just wait till that trend, like, dies down a bit and we get the next trend. Cause well, the next trend is, is Reborn in the Tome game, right? That's where we're going. Yeah, that's the villainous stuff. I um, thought we're, if the next trend was VTubers, to be honest. No, that's... that's you always think everything VTubers. <laughs> we're only just starting to get VTuber manga and light novels at all. There's, okay. like, three. We're not a trend yet. Not We're gonna yet. get. We'll get there though. I, yes. I believe it's, it's coming, most certainly, but it's not here yet. Okay. But uh, any specific, um, the specific shows I'm looking forward to are probably Miyarko, uh, probably Miyarko Chan, and then um, second season of Mushuko Tensei. Mm-hmm. Right. I think Gugsy. I think Gugsy's dead. I think Rek him beat him up. Yeah. What? No. His mic's muted. Yeah. I wonder how long it's been muted. Oh, well. I am super curious about the Blade Runner anime. Yeah, well, we could just assume that um, Gugsy is, like, really excited for that, like, the evolutionary whatever, Isekai, the one that Mm -hmm. everybody agrees is a shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's super excited for that, and uh, what was the other one? He's super excited for a Komi-san can't communicate. I'm sure he is. Yeah, I think. Um, oh, Platinum Man! He is list, all about Platinum End. <laughs> I think he's really excited for um, Taisho Otome Fairy Tale. Yes. Yeah, Gugsy <laughs> loves you know disturbing age gap romances. Yeah, yeah. he's really he, excited he, for the. Yeah, he, so he was also excited for Yashahime season two. No, yeah, he's no, really excited sorry. for Visual Prison. He just can't get enough of the Visual K man. Mm-hmm. I think he's um, he found Muv Love derivative though, so you can mark him down for not liking Muv Love. <laughs> Muv Love derivative is that come after alternative? Yes, <laughs> I think they're all derivative. It's this. It's the name it, of the it series. Would, it would surprise me if there wasn't already a fanfic titled that. I think I'm gonna check. Uh, I have to write one. Oh God. Yeah, okay, I, I just let's I end there. This, this anime, Muv Love, the anime, it'll be bad, but then all of the Muv Love fans will be like, no, it's just a bad adaptation, guys. Well, sometimes stuff gets bad adaptations, Proton. This stuff happens. Yeah. Look yeah. at Tsukihime, I mean, the anime that never happened. Let me let me put it this way. Um, how many good adaptations start at part three? There is I am, I was gonna ask about that. Why the fuck I understand the first part of Muv Love is really slow on purpose because it's setting up everything else. But why wouldn't you start at the second part? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't think they, I don't think Muv Love is possible to put into a good anime because yeah, the first no. part would be so boring that no one would ever watch it. Which, by the way, is also why the visual novel is not very popular. 
Right. Like you started the second part though. It'd be like this. Be like if the first Fate ad- adaptation was Heaven's Feel. Right. But Requiem, every single second of every single route in every single one of these games is critical to the main story. Don't you know? The oh, oh. dear lord. I can't believe it's all it. building up. It's my, all building up. See, I'm, I'm my ending my complaint. podcast career by just shitting on Love Love. This is what I do with my podcast. My big complaint about it really is that this is effectively having dessert without having gone through dinner or even the appetizers. So what is, what is that the, the whales of the fan and the fan base will just like buy all the merch? Because I mean, it, this wasn't probably going to be a big successful anime regardless of the adaptation. Yeah. What does this, what, what does this storyline have to do with the East German guy who was fucking his sister. No, Lord. <laughs> uh, I think it the it was taking in place at like the same t- like same time, but just different place in the world or something. It's crucial for the plot, yeah, was, Requiem. Every single every, every single, single thing element. is crucial. The lacrosse. It's all it all comes oh back. All right, it's all building up. Speaking of things that are crucial, you know what's crucial to this podcast? Having an ending. Yeah, let's yes. end this fucker. And so on that note, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on our preview podcast of the fall 2021 anime season. I have been your host for the last time, Proton Storm, and I was joined by uh, Gugsy was here for a while, but now he's been swapped out with Requiem, and we also had Right Zeno, and that's my pizza. So thank you, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, definitely subscribe and give us a high rating on any of your podcast services. Also, check out our blog on Medium. Dot com and you can get all of our awful anime opinions on there whenever we post them so thank you everyone for listening and we or i guess hybrid mink will see you guys next time